Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. More of your phone calls a little bit later this hour. Two more great guests next hour. C.B. McGrath of UNC Wilmington. Three times an assistant coach to Roy Williams on the way to national championships. First year with the Seahawks is in the books. He'll be our guest bracket analyst of the day in 60 minutes. Mick Mixon is going to drop by on the passing of his late colleague Woody Durham and also some NFL stuff. The play-by-play voice of your Carolina Panthers will join us in about 90 minutes. With us now, one of our favorites from ESPN, former head coach at Wake Forest. He took the Deeks to two NCAA tournaments in his three seasons there as the lead man, many, many more during his time as an assistant to the late, great Skip Prosser. We're speaking of Dino Gaudio. Coach, welcome back to the David Glenn Show. How are you? I'm doing great, David. Just really enjoying the games, watching a little bit of Virginia Louisville, a little bit of my guy Chris Mack, Xavier in St. John's in the garden. But uh, great, great time of year. Amen, man. I had a 21-hour day yesterday, Coach. 4:30 wake-up call, and you know I was I'm here at, I'm here at the ACC tournament as we speak. So the last game ends about midnight. You know, you get to bed at like 2:30, and, and my wife says that's a 21-hour day, and I said, yeah, but I get paid to talk and write about basketball, man. How bad can life be, right? Hey, whenever the kids would get tired, I would say, hey, sleep is overrated. You don't need sleep. And then my assistants would tell me, sleeplessness destroys judgment. I think the latter statement is true. Sleeplessness destroys judgment. So make sure you're getting your rest, man. I'm trying. You know, just hosted a goofy sports radio show. Uh, I can only be so reckless, I guess. Uh, hey, when I look at the national picture, and then I'll take you back here to Brooklyn, Duke and Michigan State, the last I looked, are the only two teams in all of D1 college basketball that have both a top 10 offense in the efficiency rankings and a top 10 defense in the efficiency rankings. Does that, in your eyes, uh, through your coach's eyes, make them two of the favorites for the national championship, or is your picture a lot more complicated than that? Hey, hey, David, I, like, you know, ESPN, like in October, asked us to put our final four teams together and name your national champion. Yeah. We're like, what? Are you <laughs> kidding me? October? And, and I had Michigan State in there at the time. And I really think that those are big, big factors when yeah. you have a team that, 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 that does it both on the offensive end and the defensive end. And we know this about Michigan State. And the same thing with Duke. They're really good rebounding teams. As, as well, you know, nobody's a better rebounding team than coach than, than Tom Izzo. So it does. I think, I think that bodes well for both of those teams. And I talked to an assistant at Michigan State, and, like, when they lose to Michigan in the Big Ten tournament, like, man, I feel bad for those Spartan kids because Izzo is, like, chomping at the bit now with almost two weeks off before the NCAA tournament starts. So I know one thing. They'll come in the uh, NCAA hurt, uh, tournament, the Spartans, with a little bit of hate in their heart. You, of course, uh, in the studio on many of these nights, truly get to see the whole nation. Who else is healthy right now, playing a caliber of ball right now, uh, has the star power in your eyes to be on that short list, uh, regardless of what their seed might be on Selection Sunday? Who else is on that short list that you see as the, as the most threatening teams entering the bigger dance? Yeah, well, I, I'm not going to mention the four one seeds. I think those guys could all. I mean, Virginia, Villanova, Kansas, Xavier. I, I think those are all teams that are potential, you know, Final Four teams. You know, and and we all like Michigan the way they're playing right now. But but I'll tell you what, and there's been so much negativity surrounding the program 
But if they get it headed in the right direction, I think Arizona, like who, you know, Lenardi has as a four seed that can, can make a final four run. Like all the stuff about Don Miller never getting into final four and three elite eights and all the craziness surrounding that program. I, I think with Trier back and the big kid playing well, the freshman Aiton, and I think maybe, maybe, capital M, Sean has that a little bit off of his back right now, but that's another team. And, and Davey, let me, let me say this. Let me give you a team that I had twice this year for, for you know, when, when the brackets come out on Sunday, you're thinking, man, could this, who, who might be able to win a game? I had Nevada twice this year, and I'm going to tell you something. Huh. They got a team with a lot of transfers. We know, you know, those of us in the triangle yep. here know about Caleb and Cody Martin, but those two kids are playing really, really well for them. They have another transfer on the inside from Southern Illinois, a kid named Jordan Caroline, 6'7", six, 6'8", six, just like a beast. And then they got two other kids, Kendall Stevens, who shoots lights out from threes, transfer from Purdue, and Hallis Cook, a transfer from Iowa State. That's a team that has guys that have come in from power conference schools that when they get into tournaments, they won't be like bright-eyed and, and looking at all the, the bright lights that could make not, not a Final Four run. Yeah. I know we were talking Final Four, but can make a second weekend run that when people look at their brackets go, Nevada, where, 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 what conference are they in? People <laughs> don't even know. But that's a team that, that can make a little bit of run in the NCAA tournament because of the experience they have. And, and kids that have transferred in from Power 5 conferences. The Martin brothers, formerly of NC State, now among the stars at Nevada. Dino Gaudio joining us. Remember Coach Gaudio's advice when it comes time to fill out your bracket on Selection Sunday. Coach, take me into the huddle yesterday here at the ACC tournament, as you might imagine, with Notre Dame down 21 points to Virginia Tech in the second half. This is the 31st straight ACC tournament I've been to. And my memory's not good enough to be sure, but I don't remember seeing a win when somebody was 21 down in the second half. I mean, that's insane. And yet I said to myself, you know, if anybody is not going to give up and not hit the panic button, it's a Bonzi Colson who stayed at Notre Dame for his senior year for a lot of different reasons. It's Matt Farrell, a senior point guard. It's Mike Bray, who's been around the block. And darned if those guys did not figure out a way to win despite a 21-point second-half deficit. How do you pull that off when human nature has to be, uh, I don't know, it just has to race messages through your mind where Matt Farrell and Bonzi Colson are imagining their dream season ending up in the NIT at some point? I'll tell you what, and you've heard me say this before, David. I think so much of coaching is being able to deal with 18 and to 23-year-olds psychologically. And, and, and I could remember going into the huddle at time, telling those guys, sitting down on a chair, and it's not about X's and O's, and it's not about, well, we got this is how we're going to guard the ball screen. I, you know, I, I vividly remember going in there and going, fellas, what we're thinking right now is really, really important. Do, do, do you guys think we can win? Yeah. And, and, and just pose the question to them. Yeah, you know, they'll start, yeah, they're all going to say, yeah, coach, yeah, okay, okay. Now, that, that, that's the first thing, understanding where we are mentally. Now, you know how we're going to have to do this? Man, we're going to have to play so hard and with so much energy 
and th- that's how we're going to get back in this thing. And then, you know, you play the scoreboard game. Okay, listen, if they, by, the, by the, you know, under 12, we want to have this to 10 points or whatever it is. And then you've got to get them believing that they can do it. And when you've got guys like Farrell and, and, and Colson, those guys are lions of leaders that the other guys look at them and go, yeah. Like, like those are guys that give other guys courage. Like Chris Paul had that trait where yeah. when he talked, he gave those other guys confidence. And, and that's what Farrell and, and Bonzi are for that Notre Dame team. And uh, got to be a little bit lucky that three that Bonzi kissed in off the backboard from the right side yeah. there, uh, uh, banked in. But you know what? They, they kept believing. They never gave in. And uh, that, that's so important. That's so important. It's the psychological part of it more so than the physical. Dino Gaudio is joining us. You can follow Coach on Twitter nowadays, at Coach Dino Gaudio, former head coach at Army and Loyola, Maryland, and right here in ACC country at Wake Forest as well. Louisville is closing the gap a little bit on UVA, but the Cavs still have a 9 or 10-point advantage. That one is in the second half. Later today here in Brooklyn, Coach, as you know, we have Boston College Clemson, Eagles trying to win for the third time in three days. We have Notre Dame Duke, Irish trying to win for the third time in three days. And then we'll have UNC Miami in the nightcap. I laughed because in 1988, Coach, the first tournament that I covered as a really young guy, the quarterfinals were the first day of the tournament, right? You, you just showed up and there yeah. were only eight teams there. And, and now it's yeah. like, you know, I'm tired as an old man on my third day of this tournament. I wonder how, how do you describe it for young men? Because Mike Bray just had to use five starters longer than expected to beat Pitt on Tuesday, longer than expected, of course, to have that amazing comeback against Virginia Tech last night. They're talented enough to give the Blue Devils a run, but how much do you, how much weight do you place on the fact that Duke has had what five days of rest since they beat Carolina on Saturday night, whereas the Irish, you know, they haven't really had any rest at all, and they're not a very deep basketball team either. Yeah, here's the way you got to play that. I think you know psychologically too. Like, hey, hey, Duke, Duke hadn't played in a while. These first ten minutes, we got to own them. If I'm yeah. Notre Dame, if I'm Mike Bray, we, we got to own these first 10 minutes. Like, we've played in this arena twice now. We've had success in here. These guys are going to come out, feel their way around a little bit. They haven't played in five or six days. So I think it's really important, fellas, that we get off to a great start. And that's what they have to believe. Now, as we know, uh, David, Duke wins the first game, 88-66. But you can throw that out the window because Matt Farrell never played and Bonzi Colson never right. played in that right. game. So it's not like you look back on that game and go, man, they waxed us. Well, listen, they might have waxed us, but we didn't have our dudes, our two best guys playing for us at that time. So I think they come in with a little bit of confidence. And then, and then um, you know, you, you, you play the devil's advocate a little bit with your kids sometimes. So you guys okay? You tired? You know, no, no, coach, we're not. Yeah, darn right you're not. You know what? The best place you could ever be, fellas, is in the gym. And we get to play again against one of the better teams in the country. Let's go out there. Let's play hard. Let's have fun. Dino Gaudio joining us on the David Glenn Show. As we let you go uh, and wish you more fun during March Madness, you know we'll be having you back here soon. There's a coaching carousel transaction here in ACC country, and it looks like Kevin Stallings is out at Pitt after only two seasons. 
Can you I, – I look forward to the book you write someday, Coach, where you share some of the stories that might not always be appropriate for on-air stuff. But yeah. <laughs> it's, it sounds like Pitt's lawyers are arguing with Kevin Stallings' lawyers where this might be off your radar, but basically Kevin Stallings is saying, listen, man, my contract says if you fire me right now, you owe me $9 million or something like that. And Pitt's lawyers are saying, well, Coach, if you don't take less than your $9 million, we might just try to fire you for cause – you know, and dig up whatever you've done wrong to a player or whatever. And and we if we fire you with cause, you might get zero dollars. How nasty does that stuff get behind the scenes when there's a breakup? Because in basketball, uh, I know I probably have some ex-girlfriends that didn't like how I broke up with them. <laughs> how, how can it be in this big multi-million dollar world? It, that, that's sad. That, that's really sad. You know what? If they're not happy with Kevin and – you know, there's been talk throughout the entire year that they're going to get rid of him. And, and you know what? If, if, if you're Pittsburgh and you're that administration and you want to get rid of Kevin Stallings, then you know what? Then, 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 then step up, put your big boy pants on and say, this is what we're going to do and this is what we owe him. I, you know what? There, there's a lot of bad guys in this business, and, and Kevin Stallings isn't, isn't one of them. Like what he's done at Vanderbilt down through the years, I don't ever, ever remember a time where – Something happened, and in, the, in, in, in a league, if I could get the words out, that he was in the SEC at time, not the most NCAA rule conscious right. conference. <laughs> you know, and, and he did everything right. He did everything right. And, and, and I guarantee you there's no major incident at Pittsburgh. So you know what, Pittsburgh, if you want to fire Kevin Stone, fine, that's your prerogative. This is what his contract says. Pay him what's in his contract. That, that's, what should, that's what should happen. It's It's – it's sad if they try to go the other route. It really is, and maybe they, they do that. And, you know, who knows? they got a battery of attorneys, and, and Kevin's going to have to pay his guy a significant amount if he moves forward and fights this in the courts. But I, I don't know. It's sad that it's come to that. You, you know, David, it, and, and, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead, and when we get off the air, I'm going to go ahead and text it to you. Someone sent me an article that when Father Hesburgh was at Notre Dame. I think I tweeted it out the other yeah, night where saw Father Hesburgh yeah. told his coaches, all of them, Eric Parsegian, uh, uh, Jerry Faust, Digger Phelps, listen, you have five years. You break a rule, I'll fire you by midnight. But you have five years. You report to me. You report to nobody else. You do things the right way. This is what we're going to do. Those days are gone, and it's yeah. sad. Those yeah. days are gone. His name is Dino Gaudio. I do have to ask you one more quick thing. Do you – I'm a believer, Coach. You know, 15 teams here to start, eight teams still standing. I've been a believer that it's got to be UVA, Duke, or UNC. To me, they're the only three teams good enough to win this event. Uh, do you have, a, a, you know, a prediction in mind uh, among those three or otherwise? I just can't say, see, say, like, you know, the BC Clemson winner going on to, to capture this trophy. But uh, UVA, Duke, and Carolina have been in and around the national top ten all year, uh, and they still, to me, look like the three most dangerous teams. How do you see it? I, I, I agree completely. I, I agree completely. And the way that Virginia's playing, I think Virginia makes it to the championship game. And then, you know, we got the rubber game. If, if it comes to that with Duke and North Carolina, and yeah. if I was betting that, that you know, that's, that's the two I think is going to come out of that lower part of the bracket and I just think that, that the way Duke is playing right now their last seven games 
their defense has just been outstanding, David, in those last seven games. 58 points a game, 37% field goal percentage defense. And this is the crazy thing. 91% of Duke's possessions on defense in that seven-game stretch has been zoned. And that, that is wow. just crazy to me, knowing Mike and how we coached against him for yeah, nine right. years. But 91% of their possessions <laughs> the last seven games on the defensive side of the floor they have been in zone defense. But, uh, you know, I, I might be wrong. I, I think it might be Virginia and Duke. And I just think Virginia is just playing so well right now. It, it, it's going to be tough to, to, to keep them from a championship. I think you're right. Almost half the time, and, and I, I haven't been around for all 65 years, but almost half the time the number one seed does win the ACC tournament. I think it's 31 out of 64 historically. Uh, it's hard to bet against the Cavaliers, man. They 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 know what they're doing at both ends, and they are well coached, and they have three all ACC guards, and it never hurts to have talented guards in the month of March. Dino Gaudio, great to hear your voice, Coach. Uh, keep up the good work, and uh, we'll be knocking on your door again soon. Thanks, David. Look forward to chatting with you down the road. Sounds good. On Twitter, he is at Coach Dino Gaudio.